This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court has now heard the challenge to the president's vax or test mandate through OSHA. Cato's Ilya Shapiro argues that while a state-level mandate might well pass constitutional muster, this broad federal mandate probably won't withstand court scrutiny. I had said initially when I heard that the Biden administration was moving ahead with this mandate that it seems like a case of the president imposing a mandate, understanding that it's not going anywhere, but the big victory that he was going to get out of it was signaling to someone that he cares. So what do we know now that this case has gone before the U.S. Supreme Court and what what are your expectations? Well, I think it was more than signaling uh, that he cares. It was what lawyers referred to as an interorum effect that is terrorizing, although it's a little bit strong, uh, encouraging people to get vaccinated, even if ultimately the mandate uh, is is blocked, which I think is the most likely outcome uh, after the Supreme Court argument. Very similar dynamic to what we saw with the CDC's eviction moratorium, where I think a majority of the justices are going to say that, look, you can't hang this awesome power of potentially affecting 100 million Americans or more uh, to, to get them vaccinated on some very vague language uh, in a broad old statute. And so even without getting into deeper philosophical constitutional debates about the scope of federal power and all of that, just based on the OSHA statute, I think uh, the, the court is going to pause or, or block the enforcement of the mandate uh, pending further litigation. So uh, in an earlier podcast, careful listeners will note that uh, Walter Olson appeared here and said, you know, it's kind of surprising just how much power OSHA is given. Um, But it's worth noting that almost all of that power is within a workplace and not work itself. Well, that's exactly right. There have to be limits on federal power. Uh, This Uh, raises a very interesting and and telling and in some respects mind-boggling exchange during the oral argument with Justice Sonia Sotomayor when she talked about a federal police power, at least over workplaces. Generally, when we think about the police power, this does not have anything to do with cops on the beat or the, the, the band uh, featuring Sting, but rather a general background sovereign power to regulate for the public health, safety, welfare, and morals, which in the American system of government, states do have. And so the battles legal and political over state uh, pandemic-related measures, vaccine mandate, restrictions, lockdowns, and otherwise, uh, have not been focused on the powers so much as individual rights challenges, religion, Second Amendment, etc. Here, with the federal mandate, the federal government is not considered to have a police power contra Justice Sotomayor, but rather uh, only the list of enumerated powers in Article 1, Section 8. Congress can raise armies and coin money and regulate interstate commerce. Well, pursuant to that regulation, it passed the statute that allows federal uh, regulation of OSHA uh, workplace uh, things. And so, but even before we get to the issue of whether 
OSHA is constitutional, which even Cass Sunstein, not a libertarian or a conservative, has raised uh, doubts on. Um, uh, it's it's one thing to say that that OSHA can regulate the federal workplace and and potential hazards and injuries there too, versus kind of this broader power to regulate anything that might come into the workplace, including obviously that a virus is not limited to whether indoor or outdoor employers, large ones, small ones, or anything else. So to the extent that we, you and I, understand that the federal government may lack this power, uh, states have, to the extent that they have a broad police power, have a lot of power in this area. Right. As I wrote in my latest Newsweek column, if my home state of Virginia, uh, its Department of Labor, wanted to put in a vaccine mandate, now I'm not an expert on Virginia constitutional law, uh, but assuming there's nothing in the state constitution to the contrary, I think the Department of Labor could could do that. Now, people would claim religious exemptions, medical exemptions, maybe economic liberty claims, other things like that, that would be adjudicated on the right side. But it wouldn't be an issue of whether the state has the power to do that. The federal government, again, is a different animal. Uh, and so, which is why um, this is done through OSHA rather than kind of a, a general mandate for all American adults to get vaccinated. And that's why Ron Klain, the Biden administration's chief of staff, uh, got in some hot water uh, over a, a retweet of all things. And retweets may not be endorsements, but here this was key to the Supreme Court argument when he retweeted that the OSHA mandate was a workaround, the ultimate workaround. As Chief Justice Roberts said, workaround what? Uh, implying that he understands that there are legal limits, constitutional limits. And uh, if even the Biden White House understands that it can't have an executive order or HHS order just requiring vaccinations for everyone, they're trying to do it through the back door, through the workplace, because that's the, the biggest tool they have affecting, as I said, more than 100 million Americans. So I don't think ultimately it, it's going to fly. And uh, part of the mandate or test uh, or, or vaccine or, or, or test mandate went into effect earlier this week. Most of it, including the punishing parts, go into effect February 9th. So I think we can expect a ruling by the Supreme Court in coming weeks, uh, blocking it before OSHA starts fining people. Have any states gone down the route of requiring vaccinations of the general public? Not the general public. Uh, and I don't think there are any statewide vaccine mandates. We've seen cities, uh, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, to a certain extent, have vaccine passports that if you want to go to restaurants, if you want to go to any concerts or other mass gatherings, which themselves are restricted in other ways, you have to show that you've been uh, vaccinated. Puerto Rico, of all U.S. jurisdictions, probably has the strictest uh, vaccination passport regime, mandate regime, uh, in a whole host of ways. And I should disclose that I've been advising uh, the litigants who are challenging uh, those rolling executive orders there. Uh, and D.C. as well, of course, again, not a state, but in terms of a larger uh, jurisdiction, uh, those are the kinds of things that we've seen. But it's not that all adults or anyone eligible has to get vaccinated. So there's not even the direct parallel to the 1905 Supreme Court case of Jacobson versus Massachusetts, where uh, during the smallpox uh, uh, pandemic, uh, states were requiring these vaccinations, although only on pain of, in that case, uh, a fine of $5, which is now 150 And once you paid that fine, you were good to go. There was no further regulation beyond that. And um, 
what people have to recognize is that each uh, COVID-related, uh, pandemic-related measure has to be analyzed on its own measures, on its own terms, and not just state versus federal. There are actually at least four different federal vaccine mandates. So there were two that were argued before the Supreme Court. One was this OSHA mandate affecting private sector companies that we've been discussing. Another that was argued was uh, uh, affecting healthcare workers of healthcare providers that receive Medicaid and Medicare funding from the federal government. And that's probably going to be allowed to stay in place, to be to be enforced, because that's a different question than OSHA's operative statute. It's the strings that the federal government can attach to its funding. And then there are requirements of the federal government uh, regulating its own employees and then federal contractors. And I think those are uh, also easier questions with respect to uh, the federal government being able to control, regulate, uh, mandate, uh, acting as an employer or a contractor rather than uh, invoking some uh, mythical police power. Ilya Shapira directs the Robert A. Levy Center for Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.